Check one, check two. I got my coffee. Mm. I got a water. I just don't got a brandy. Ding a ling a ding. Bing bong boom. Buckle my shoe. Hi. Oh, what's up? I just got back from Vegas on Saturday, and I go back on Wednesday. Oh, speaking of Vegas, I have a favorite thing about Vegas. Uh, well, a movie at least. We can talk about that later. What What is Vegas like these days? It's either totally wide open or it's weird. Vegas is always weird. I feel like I need to let you know after this weekend because apparently June 1st, which is tomorrow, is when like they're getting rid of all the COVID protocols. Yeah. Uh huh. So like this weekend, I feel like was a little weird, and I was also at a new hotel that just opened, so it was kind of empty. But next weekend, I'm like on the strip, and the protocols are out the window, and it's gonna be litty kitty. <laughs> <laughs> that is my new favorite phrase. <laughs> Give me a ding for litty kitty. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. June fifteenth is supposed to be the day that California lifts its ban. Oh, or restrictions that's pretty soon. Or whatever, I know. Also, sometime this month, we're supposed to be getting a debriefing from the government about aliens. No way. Yep, that's when that's when Congress or whatever is um, has demanded that they, that they get all the information for the aliens. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. I know, we're going to know about aliens very, very soon. Something to look forward to, wow. I know, finally. Or... <laughs> imminent death i don't know Either no way. they wouldn't tell us if it was imminent death they would definitely keep it from us yeah i saw some conspiracy theory that was like and i don't believe this but i was like yeah, okay <laughs> like because it's just weird timing that like we had this giant pandemic a bunch of people died but they're asking us all to take this vaccine and then all of a sudden uh-huh. they're dropping all this crazy alien stuff and then it's like, what if the alien we're getting inoculated because the aliens are coming, and we need to be like, you know, if you go to a, you go to Africa, you need to be inoculated for like mosquitoes and shit. What if the aliens yeah. have some crazy disease, and so the aliens were like, hey, might want to have everyone take this fucking medicine real quick before we're like hanging out with you guys, you know? Honestly, that would probably motivate people to get vaccinated more <laughs> than the truth. So we should definitely go with that. <laughs> Or it's just like the government be like, fuck, man. Okay, so so a bunch of people died. We hope that they take the vaccine. Didn't work. Uh, we're offering now, like, there's a lottery system in Los Angeles. If you get the vaccine, you could win, like, $10,000 or some crazy thing. They're like, well, that didn't work. They're like, you know what? Let's just say the aliens are coming and see if that gets them to fucking take it. Oh, my God. I mean. That's so funny. You don't vaccine, relax, baby. Yeah. Feels good. How you doing, kid? Is your roommate still living there? Which one? Tish or my friend Matt that's here? <laughs> Wait, who's Matt? <laughs> my friend Matt Boy Magic. He's from Denver. Matt and... Boy Magic is his name. Yeah, Matt Boy Magic. That's his Instagram handle, but we call him that in real life. Um, Matt. I met Matt actually through Ben Higgins. Okay. When, when we uh, were in Honduras doing the service trip. Um, Wait, so I, I met Was I? Was oh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Boy was in. Matt Boy was in Cabo. You need to fucking tell me. I made up nicknames for everybody in Cabo. <laughs> and I and you you're telling me that there was already a nickname for a Matt Boy Magic? Yeah. I think I called him Nick Vial the entire time because he kind of looks like Nick. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah, Matt Boy. 
my life is out of control. I'm so busy, uh, which is great. Like DJ stuff's popping off. We're finally getting back to normal. I'm finally making some money. It's so great. Super thankful, but very busy. And my birthday was last week. My whole family's here. I'm trying to horse show. Like it's a whole thing. So my friend Matt, he was here last year for a few weeks and was such a huge help with the horses. Like apparently he's like, I call him ranch boy magic when he's here. Apparently he like grew up on a farm or some shit and like likes to clean stalls. So he helped me so much last year. I was like, hey, Matt, for my birthday, do you want to come in to Nashville and hang? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, and clean all my stalls for two weeks. Cool, 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 cool. Thank you. Well, I guess that's kind of fair if you give someone a place to stay, but he didn't want to come. So, no, he did. He's been wanting to come for a while. Wait, I want to hear about your birthday. My birthday? By the way, I texted you on your birthday. You didn't respond. Okay, this is a good topic. I'm sorry. I don't respond to birthday texts. Okay. Am I a bad person? No, I mean, like, I know that you're getting inundated with them. So My mom was horrified. She was like, you don't? And she was like, I respond to all my birthday texts. And I was like, how long does that take you? All freaking day and then your birthday is over? Yeah. <laughs> I love getting them and it's so I like it's so sweet that people obviously are thinking of me on my birthday and, and send me the message and I, I love getting them mm-hmm. but it's just like if I sat there and responded to all of them I wouldn't be enjoying my birthday I'd be on my phone the whole day and on my birthday I was at a horse show so I was busy with that all day and then my most of my family's here in town so that night we just had like a very low key dinner and hang they had they got me like three birthday cakes for some reason mm. <laughs> we had three cakes um and it was super chill we just like sat around and hung out and then um and then I was it I like a chill birthday man Yeah I want to dive into this not responding to texts on your birthday cuz I don't hate it Do you respond to every single one yeah, but you're oh right. Gosh. Like, I am not, like, being super present. It's a lot of, like, thanks, man. Yeah. What about, like, the next day? Like, the next day when you've got some downtime, you like, I'm going to catch up? I didn't up. have downtime. I don't have downtime. I- I'm sorry, downtime? Is that a thing when you're an adult? Because I don't have any downtime. Well, you got fucking Magic Man Matt over here breaking <laughs> your stalls. What are you doing? Uh, everything else. Practicing <laughs> for Vegas, cleaning the house, taking care of the dogs laundry, dishes. There's no downtime in my life. (laughs) My downtime is cleaning up the house and watching fucking television so that I have something to talk about on this show. That's my downtime. I know. Well, that's your job. Yeah. This is a job. This is a job. Speaking of, we should probably get into that. (laughs) I know. We've been talking for 20 minutes about nothing. We haven't even started the show. I know. I think it's you. And I I hope you have a bell because I don't have a bell. Oh, I got a bell, baby. Bros and hoes, you're listening to your favorite thing podcast with Wells and Brandy coming at you live from across the country. I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but I was talking about how I went to a Dodger game. My life is like, Mm -hmm. it's like starting to get back to normal. Anyways, I went to a concert, Randy. Saw this on your Instagram story. Oh my God. And like, I got like a little emotional about it. Like, oh my God. Because it's been so long and it was such a big part of my life for so long. Like when I was in radio, I was having to be at a show like at least three nights a week. And you start to take it for granted when it's like that. And then when it's take, when something like that is taken away from you, all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I forgot how much like joy and life this thing brought me. And then so then while I was there, I was like trying to quantify what that thing was. 
that was like making me feel some sort of way. And I realized that as humans, whether it's like some art installation or you know you're at like a musical or even a sporting event, which which you can which is arguably art. Uh, and music especially, I think as humans, we have to witness art being performed or made or created in front of us. It's different than like when you go to a museum and you see something that's already been done. You're like, wow, that's really powerful. But seeing someone actually do it like on you know a walk and someone's like painting a landscape in front of a lake, you're like, holy shit, that's amazing. And I was thinking about that in terms of music. When you're at at a concert or something, someone's actually like making art in front of you for you. It's a, it's just for, I mean, obviously it's for thousands of other people, but it's also just for you. By the way, and it was also like one of my favorite musicians and bands and stuff, but it was like the most satisfying night of my life. <laughs> okay. Like I didn't realize how much I needed that. It was an amazing night. Dude, the world shuts down, and then when we come back, everything's different. So, have you ever heard of Jam in the Van? Mm-mm. I think they do it like at a lot of festivals and stuff. And basically, they have bands get into this like kind of badass, like retrofitted van, and they perform a song and they videotape the whole thing, and those songs go viral and stuff. It's I don't know if you ever gotten like La Blagateca or something like that. Anyways, we used to do a, like a kind of a knockoff version at Lightning 100 uh, at festivals and stuff. But Jam in the Van would like go around to all these festivals. Anyways, they're now doing shows in Los Angeles, and it's basically like grimies when they do like those parking lot concerts and shit you know it's just like, mm-hmm. it's, i'm not sure if this is legal but like whatever basically in someone's backyard they set up a stage and stuff and they had lawn chairs already set up for you and they were all socially distanced so it was probably like maybe like 50 60 people lawn chairs set up in in like twos and then coolers at every lawn chair set and then in the coolers were like craft beers kombucha waters LaCroix, like everything, so hipster. everything you could want. And then if you wanted uh, something else, like a glass of wine or tequila, someone would walk around and be like, what do you want? And then they would give you that. They'd bring you that. And also, they'd walk around and be like, do you want a joint? And who wants a joint? You want a joint? You want some weed? And then they would hand out these little packets of fucking weed. And we were like, me, my, me and my brother and my buddy Dan and and um, and Brett's wife was were like, the world gets shut down. We come back. We come back to concerts, and they're now giving out weed at these concerts. What is this? <laughs> so, and then we, I was seeing Matthew Vasquez, who was lead singer of the Delta Spirit band that I love, and you know he was funny. He was like, because we were all sitting down, he was like, "Enjoy it now, fuckers. This is the this is the last time you're gonna be able to do this. Soon we're gonna we're gonna sardine you into a stupid little music venue and be sweating your ass off." And we were like, you're right. And he was like, but to be honest with you, I can't wait for that. He's like, do you know how much, like, as much as you guys miss, like, going to see live music, I miss performing at, like, sweaty nightclubs and stuff. Anyways, it was so much fun until (laughs) the cops come. Oh, my God. It's like a fucking house party, dude. (laughs) Cops come. And then the cop comes up. And by the way, they're handing out weed, so everyone's paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> so one cop comes, and he comes in like from the back area, and he starts talking. And the person that he starts talking to is Matthew Vasquez, who's the musician. 
He's oh not the person God. in charge. But I think in the cop's mind, it was like, this is a house party, and the guy that's playing is in charge. So he's like, hey, <laughs> Matthew, hey, you, you've been getting a bunch of noise complaints from the neighbors. You need to turn it down. <laughs> like, looking over your shoulder like, am I supposed to respond to this? <laughs> and he's like, all right, man, well, I got like three songs left. <laughs> cops like all right well you can you can you turn it down and the drummer goes i don't know where the knobs are (laughs) 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 dying laughing so baked so they go they try to turn their their mic they're like can you do an acoustic set and he's like no i don't have acoustic stuff here so they turn everything down he plays the song and he like can't get through it because like no one can hear anybody it's just like kind of all fucked up so finally he goes, hey, man, to the crowd. He's like, hey, man. He's like, this isn't even my fucking house. He's like, if we get like a citation, is everyone cool with like pitching in 10 bucks to like a Venmo account to pay for the citation? And everyone's like, yeah. Then he's like, all right, fuck it. Then he went and turned everything up and like jammed out to a trash can to close out the night. And it was amazing. And it actually felt like more. It was like more fun because it like I think it transported like everyone back to their high school days, you know, when, when that would happen. But anyways, like even the cops aren't ready for like live music again, which was beautiful. But it was just like the most fun night ever. Well, I am so happy for you. Yeah. It's just adorable. Maybe don't tell Sarah that it was like the best night ever if she wasn't there. Yeah, (laughs) that's fair. You were like, this is the most satisfying night of my whole life. Yeah, don't tell Sarah that. (laughs) Okay, like other than like getting engaged in Fiji, which actually that was pretty great. Uh, yeah. That was a pretty good night. Okay, that was the best night I've had in like a year. There you go. That's fair. That's fair. Anyways. All right, guys, airport anxiety, it's a real thing. Between constantly checking my pockets for my ID or forgetting the gate number, even though I just looked at my boarding pass, I'm stressed. But here's the thing. If you travel with base, your bag has the function and the fashion to keep you calm, carefree, and looking good. Sarah and I have been using base luggage for years, long before they even started sponsoring the show. Truly, I have a bunch of base luggage and I love it all. My absolute favorite piece, though, is the convertible weekender bag. I have it in three colors because I literally take it everywhere. And the best part is the bottom compartment unzips completely if you get the convertible bag because sometimes I don't need that extra space. So I just take the top part. But other times, you know, like I refuse to check a bag. So that really helps me out. So you guys got to check it out. Every piece made by Bays is made to look better with miles. So you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Bays has over over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. And right now, Base is offering our listeners out there 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash YFT. Go to basetravel.com slash YFT for 15% off your first purchase. That's Base B-E-I-S, travel.com slash YFT. Uh, you got some fave things, bro? Bro, did you ever watch Mayor of Easttown? No, because you're, oh you're on it. I watched the finale last night. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so good. You really do need to watch it. Okay. I guess they're not going to do a season two. I feel like they could if they really wanted to. 
there were just so many twists. Like, and it was such such an interesting show because it wasn't like action packed or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like it was it, it was just very much like focused on the characters and their stories. And like stuff happened, obviously, like girls are getting kidnapped and there's murders going on and everything, but it it wasn't like this roller coaster ride of a story. It was just kind of like, you know, it just trucked along. But there were so many twists and turns where, like, you thought you knew somebody and then, oh, shit, there's somebody totally different. Like, you – but it, but it was so subtle. Like, I just – I really liked the way they did it. And, and a lot of these characters, you're kind of like, oh, they're no big deal characters, you know? They're just, like, secondary. Like, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so's husband character. Like, no big deal. And then by the finale, those characters are very big deal. Like, they play a very large role. <laughs> and I just really liked that about it. There is a pretty big twist in the finale that – that I didn't see coming because it was kind of like a back-to-back double twist where like it's like they they get you once and you're like ah you're like okay like I didn't think it was him but all right but it's pretty early in the episode so you're like all right so what else is going to happen in this hour like they've already revealed you know one thing it's like what else can they do and so then they're kind of tying up loose ends like they're tying up some emotional things that Kate Winslet's character has been going through the whole season you know and just tying up some loose ends, like with her daughter going off to college, blah, 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 whatever. And then all of a sudden, wham, at the very end, one more twist, baby, really gets you. Ooh, I love like a multi-twist sitch. Yeah, it's really, really good. All the acting was just amazing. Wait, do you have a bell? Yeah. You got to ding it. We haven't done a single ding. Thank you. I did when the intro of the show. Oh, thank you. Mayor of Easttown. Very good. All right. Must watch. A must, must watch. watch. All right, all right, all right. I'm, I'll get on it. I'll get on it. For some reason, I don't know why, I really thought that I watched the, um, the newest episode of Handmaid's Tale last night. And some, I don't know why I thought it was the finale. Like, I thought this was it. And I also thought this was the last season of Handmaid's Tale. But I'm watching the episode last night, and I'm like, this can't be it. Like, there, this is not a finale episode looked it up we've got like three or four more episodes left of this show i don't know who told me that it was only seven episodes but you were freaking dead wrong and then someone else told me that there's going to be another season handmaids is so good you know what's kind of crazy is that elizabeth moss plays like this uh i don't know this like rebel in this like weird religious cult that is like objectifying and using women in like very incorrect ways while also being a Scientologist. Like in real life, you mean? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know she was. Yeah. It's a little... It's a, That's interesting. It's a little disingenuous, to the, but I don't know. Yeah. She also directed three episodes of this season, which was pretty cool, I thought. I yeah. fell off Handmaid's Tale a long time ago, and oh. it's too far gone to cut back, you know? So, You're not. You're I not. Know. You need to jump back in. It's so good. I didn't love the book. I didn't love, like, the first season. I just... I think women can identify with it much more than men can. For sure. I mean, men are made to be Yes, we're villainized the, the in devil. Yeah. In this. So yeah, I don't I don't see how a man would want to watch it cuz yeah. men ain't shit in this in this show. <laughs> For sure. I will concede that I know that like, a lot of people love it. Like Sarah loves it. I just didn't couldn't get into it. So good. Speaking of things I didn't love. Ooh. Least favorite. Army of the Dead just came out on Netflix. It's like, you know, number one in America right now or whatever on Netflix. You know what I've learned about number one in America on Netflix? Mm -hmm. They are awful. I don't know why. 
I think that Netflix is now out of new shit. And mm-hmm. luckily things are getting back and going because they do need some new shit. Because, However, this movie, it looks like they spent a lot of money on. have some big names in it and it's just terrible acting okay so basically who's in it the lead is dave batista who is in like guardians of the galaxy Mm. i think he's grax and he's really funny in guardians of the galaxy because he has to play like this like really deadpan no sense of humor guy that ends up being really really funny so he's the lead and i hate to say this i don't think he's a leading man he's not a strong enough actor He's just not. I'm sorry, guys. You can disagree with me, but I just do not think that he can carry something like that. Anyways, it's a shoot 'em up zombie movie that takes place in Vegas. This is when I was like, well, I'm going to go to Vegas here. It like starts out with, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but I should. There's no one should watch this movie. I'm sorry. It's fucking horrible. So it starts out with like the army transporting some like crazy crate across a desert, and then they get into a car crash. And then what's in the crate gets out and find out it's like this like crazy zombie guy. And the crazy zombie guy just like starts just fucks all the the army guys up and bites them and stuff and then starts to create like this army of the dead. And then so then they take over Vegas and there's like a really cool montage of like it being taken over and everything by the, the zombies. So then basically America like builds like this giant wall around Vegas. So there's, like, refugee camps, like, outside of the wall of the Army of the Dead. And, like, basically the, the government's like, so we're just going to nuke this place. This, like, Chinese businessman hits up Dave Batista, who was in his past, like, a badass army guy, but now is flipping burgers at the refugee camp and is like, I'll pay you $50 million to go into Vegas, to go to, like, the Bellagio, to get inside the vault, to get all that money and bring it out, and you can keep $50 million and compose a team. If it was, like, Shaun of the Dead, where it, like, knew how stupid it was, and Mm -hmm. it was, like, being funny about it, then this could have worked, but it's like a serious <laughs> zombie movie with like really bad acting, amazing effects. It's Zack Snyder fucking directed it and wrote it. So like, I could be totally wrong. It was a movie that halfway through, I turned off. I was like, I can't do this what? anymore. What? Yeah, I was like, I can't do it anymore. I'm sorry, this is just so bad. Like the acting's bad. God, guys, I, and I hate to do this, hate to be that guy, but like Army of the Dead, no ding. Mm-mm. No, no ding. Bumskis. I'm telling you, I will never watch a number one show on Netflix again. Yeah, I, I, you're not wrong with that, you know? It's like, what are you doing? Are you putting these things at number one so people will watch them? Because everyone's already watched what's truly number one, and then we need more? I mean, I don't know. It's weird. It's like almost like a tactic. Like, they're putting things on this top ten list that aren't really in the top ten, but they just, like, are trying to get people to watch stuff. Kind of like startup. So I start. I actually started startup yeah. on the plane. It's like this. This show is so old, but it's and it's on this like top ten list. All of a sudden, did they just put it there because everyone's watched everything else and they're just trying to give you something that you think is new? Yes, and I think that Netflix probably just recently acquired the rights for it, so like they didn't have mm-hmm. it before. So it's new mm-hmm. to Netflix. It's right. Like, you know, did you like startup though? I love it. Yeah, okay, okay cool. I'm like halfway through season one. Here's the thing. It is really violent. Yeah. Like I wasn't prepared for that, I don't think. And and it's funny because it's like Adam Brody and his thing. And like I just – you don't picture him 
having this like violent show you know what i mean yeah. so it's, it's pretty violent and uh and stuff but i do love it I mean, it's really like yes it's it is about cryptocurrency obviously because that's that startup that they're trying to do but like it's it's really just more of like i don't know i guess like an action show right because like the mobs involved and yeah and like bad fbi guys you know oh that guy what's his name in real life the fbi agent Martin Freeman. Yeah, 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 yeah. What else has he been in? He's been in so much. He's Bilbo in The Hobbit. Like he. Oh, that's right. That's right. He also, I think, he's like a classically trained Shakespearean actor from like London. Oh, I think really? He's like the real deal, fucking Holyfield. Oh. He's in Black Panther. He's in. Oh yeah. All the Hobbits. He plays Doctor Watson in Sherlock. Oh, that's right. He's in Captain America: Civil War. Like he is, mm, oh, he's yeah, been he, in so much. He was in Fargo TV series. Yeah. That's the hallmark of a really good actor is when you fucking hate them on the screen. Hate, <laughs> hate. Yeah. Speaking of like, I know these are old, but I'm running out of things to watch. Mm. I started watching Lost in Space. I never watched that. So it's a remake, right? Hmm. It was a popular show like in like our parents' era that they've now recreated. And so it came out in 2018. So we are old on it. Here's the tag. After crash landing on an alien planet, the Robinson family fight against all odds to survive and escape. But they're surrounded by hidden dangers. Lost in space. Basically, I don't know if you ever like if you watch the original one, this one's a little bit different, but um, the Robinsons are just like a normal family. The mom's like super smart. The dad's like army guy. All the kids are like really, really smart. And they're on this like transport ship to a different world because it's a tale as old as time. We're ruining this planet. So we have to go find another one. They get attacked while in route to this new planet. And it looks like they kind of fall through like this weird like wormhole. And then all of a sudden they show up, they're on like the other side of the galaxy. When they were attacked on their on their ship going over, they were attacked by like what these like robot looking things. When they land on the planet, they're just like trying to survive and stuff. And the youngest boy, whose name is Will Robinson, gets like separated from his family. And he gets like kind of stuck in this tree. And one of the robots that was like killing everyone up on the the ship when they were in route. His ship had crash landed right by this tree, and he the robot had been ripped in half. And so the robot's like upper body is like stuck in the tree with Will Robinson. And it's like trying to kill this little boy, and his legs are like way down on the ground or whatever. And because the the robot's ship had crashed where they were, the entire forest was on fire. And Will's like, "Well, we're gonna die. Like we're both gonna die. I might as well try to help you." So he figures out a way to, like, get the robot's lower body to attach to its upper body. And then when he does that, the robot realizes that Will Robinson is good and he wants to, like, keep him alive. And so he's like becomes, like, basically, like, his, like, protector. His catchphrase, which is from the old one, is, Danger, Will Robinson. Danger, Will Robinson. But anyways, this robot's badass. Like, it's fucking super strong. It's got fucking laser eyes. It's got crazy stuff. But then all of a sudden, the, all the people are like, that's the fucking thing that shot us up in space. Like, you can't keep this thing. But they're all crossed because this robot has, like, continually saved this family's life. And obviously, there's, like, other dangers 
on this planet. Anyways, it's real sci-fi. It's kind of nerdy, but I really like it. And okay. Parker Posey's in it. I don't know if you remember her. She was in a mm-hmm. lot of stuff, but I think she, her biggest thing was Days of Confused, and then she also did Best in Show. Anyways, she's the bad guy in this, and she is such a good bad guy. That's funny. Yeah. Anyways, it's not bad. I'm digging on Lost in Space. I'm, I'm three years late to it, but it's good. <laughs> Better late than never. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Creator, George R. R. Martin. Uh-huh. Do you know he's got a sci-fi show out called Nightflyer? No, but I feel like I remember people talking about how he was doing another show. Yeah, and so I started watching. I watched like the first episode last night, and so I'm not sure if I'm giving this a, a ding or not right now, but... Okay. I mean, you know he's a good storyteller, obviously, because of Game of Thrones. It's kind of similar to the Lost in Space thing. Effectively, they've created a team to go after what they think is a alien spaceship that's like in our solar system, and they're mm-hmm. sending out a spaceship to go like get in contact with. It's all about trying to get make contact with aliens, even though we're gonna find out about the aliens this month. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, we're gonna have all the answers this month. Yeah. So. One thing that they kind of explain in in it is that, like, the alien ship is putting off these certain energy, these certain rays that they have been noticing are also being put off by people who are telepaths Mm. on Earth. And so this is in, like, 2099 or something like that. It's, like, way down the road. And so their thought is is that we should bring, like, one of these telepaths with us in case we need to use the telepath to talk to the aliens, Turns out, telepath, real bad guy, really fucks with a lot of people, and it turns into, it's a little space odyssey, it's a sci-fi show, but it's like a ghost story, because, because like, people are seeing things, people are seeing, like, dead people, and they're all thinking it's a telepath, everyone's like, the telepath is, we've got him fucking sedated, and he's asleep, what are you talking, you know, like, and so it's a little bit sci-fi, a lot bit, kind of ghost story, only not through the first episode, but I'm feeling like it's going to be a good one. So. Okay. Love a good sci-fi. I got a... It's now a funny story, but before oh. it wasn't a funny story. Okay. So Sarah's been gone. I've been at the house, basically just taking care of the dogs. And the dogs, because Sarah's gone, the dogs are starting to act out a little bit. Like, they're <laughs> getting upset. And so they're starting oh. to, like, eat stuff on the counter when I'm gone. Okay. Mm-hmm. So do you leave your dogs out to roam the house when you're gone? I was. And, oh. And now they've lost that privilege. Yeah. Like, do you put your dogs up when you leave? Have to. Either up. Like, I thankfully have, like, a, a laundry room, like, mudroom situation for them to go in. Or if it's nice out, out in the yard. Like, they can't, they cannot roam the house. They either eat things, like, get into shit. Mm-hmm. Or for some reason, even though, like, they don't do this at all when I'm home and they're completely potty trained, the two little dogs go upstairs and take a shit mm-hmm. in one of the bedrooms up there every <laughs> time I leave them out. Yeah. I think it's, like, civil disobedience for dogs. It's, it's crazy. Like, <laughs> you restrict my rights. This is what happens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's insane. So, you know, it was my birthday a couple weeks ago. And so someone, I actually think it was C's Candy. I think they sent me like a birthday thing, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. 
And, you know, I'm not a huge sweets guy, but I, I do enjoy a piece of candy every once in a while. And so <laughs> I have, like, this box of C's candy, like, on the counter, but, like, kind of far away. It's hard to get to or whatnot. And so I come home one day, and they've eaten the entire box of C's candy. Oh, no. And anyone who has dogs <laughs> knows that chocolate is, like, toxic to dogs. Uh-huh. And this isn't like a Milky Way. This is fucking dark, like God. luxurious chocolate, <laughs> you know, sees candy. So I'm like, fuck. I call my vet and the vet's like, you need to call because it was like after five. So they're like, you need to call like the 24 hour one down the street. So then I'm like, OK, so then I call the 24 hour one down the street. And they're like, all right, you need to call this number. And I'm like, motherfucker, I got to call someone else. Like you got to <laughs> call this number and you need to talk to them. And they're going to tell you if you need to bring your dog here or not. And I was like, is it like some sort of like for toxic stuff, like hotline? Yes. Have you done this? Oh, yeah. (laughs) So you call them up and they're like, all right, we're going to tell you if your dog is going to die. But first, it's going to be $65. And you're like, oh, you're not doing this out of the goodness of your heart? Okay, great. Here's my credit card. Don't know what to do. By the way, Carl is a fucking billy goat, dude. He's eating panties. He's eating bras. He just shits <laughs> that stuff out. And he's bebopping around the house. <laughs> What's going on? What are you doing? Like, one, if Carl ate it, fine. The billy goat is going to fucking survive oh this. Now, Boo, on the other hand, is like laying on the ground like, ah. And I'm like, oh, no. I tell the toxic lady, I'm like, what do I do here? And so she's like, well, I got to do the math for both of them and then do the math if they eat half of it. Let's start with Carl. And I was like, I don't think the Billy Goat's in trouble right now. He's bebopping around like he's fucking thinking this is a party. And so she's like, hey, how much does he weigh? I was like, 95 pounds. Immediately she was like, he's fine. And I was like, what do you think? He's like, he's too big. (laughs) He's like, he might have a tummy ache, but he's like human size. Don't worry about him. So then I was like, all right, so boo, you know, 60 pounds, you know, Labrador. So she's like, well, that one. And I was like, I think boo did it because she's the one that's laying on the ground, whatever. And Carl's be hopping around. And so um, she's like, here's what you got to do because boo might be in trouble. You got to feed him hydrogen peroxide. Peroxide, yeah. You knew this. Yeah. So I'm like, how the fuck do I get a dog to drink hydrogen peroxide? <laughs> so she's like, dip it in some bread. And the bread will absorb it. And then take them outside and walk them around. They'll throw up. And so she's like, just to be safe, do it for both the dogs. And I was like, the billy goat's going to be fine. Don't worry about that. <laughs> You're like, we're not, we're not ingesting peroxide just to be safe. So I, give oh. it, I give it to both of them. Phases Carl zero. Okay? Like... <laughs> Carl's just like, oh, bread. (laughs) Let's go play. Be bopping around. I give it to Boo. Boo's like, uh oh, this is not right. So Boo's just, just fucking barfing all over the place. And Carl's like, fucking chocolate barf. So then Carl's like, fucking try to eat the chocolate barf. And I'm pulling Carl off. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, fuck you, man. I didn't get on the first go around. I'm going for it now. And and Boo's like, what the fuck did you just (laughs) feed me? Carl be like, oh yeah, barf. Ah! It was this fucking chaotic 30 minutes of my life. One dog couldn't stop throwing up. The other dog wouldn't stop trying to eat to throw up. Oh my god. Oh my god. Come to find out. Was there was there chocolate in her throw up? I could see like peanuts and stuff. So that like. Uh. 
Oh, man. So anyways, here's what I learned. I do think that chocolate can be toxic to dogs. I think it's really toxic for like really tiny dogs because I freaked out. And then when I talked to toxicologists, they were like, you know, we're look- I was like, what are we looking at here? Are we looking at death? You know, that's why, you know, what do you say? Like, well, well, I don't know, you know, and everyone's like, you cocoa oh, for dogs is like cyanide. And I'm I like, so I'm like, well, what am I looking at here? I was like, are we, are we talking death here? Because by the way, this is Sarah's dog. My dog, the Billy Goat, is going to be just fine. And so she's like, no, 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 like throwing up and like diarrhea. If they, if they can't stop throwing up and having diarrhea, they need to take them to the vet. Not death. I feel like there's a stigma amongst uh-huh. amongst Americans that like, it's like cyanide for dogs. This happens to you. Here's what you do. You get some hydrogen peroxide. Uh, you feed it to them. You put one dog away from the other <laughs> one because they'll just try to eat it. And um, yeah, by the way, they never threw up. The only time the dog got sick was when I made it sick with hydrogen peroxide. Boo never got sick, never had like diarrhea, just shat normally the next day. So there you go. That's nuts. So the reason I know all about this Many, many a years ago mm-hmm. when I had Feather, yeah. Noah and I were sleeping in an RV at a horse show. We like when we were horse showing in San Diego, we took the RV down and and she and I slept in the RV and Feather was in there. And Noah used to have a thing. <laughs> There's this like chain place called Nothing Bunt Cakes. Have yeah. you ever seen it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Noah was obsessed with it. Yeah. And she made me take her to get a chocolate bunt cake. And she put it like on the counter in the RV and I guess like didn't tell me she left it out and we came back and Feather had eaten the entire thing. Yeah. And it was chocolate. And so of course I, I lost my mind, but, and I had to do all this as well, but she was fine too. She was yeah. totally fine. I don't want to like trivialize the chocolate. I know. Cause I'm sure like this has affected some people. It's like, well, maybe worry about it. But I just love the, oh, my God, we need to save your dog. But first, can we have $65 uh, credit <laughs> card? Will that be Amex or MasterCard? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. <clears throat> it's insane. All right. Well, you got any Musex? Maybe. But before we get to that, I yeah. just want to say to the wife tears. Yeah. I would. I really would like to read a new book. Like, I need some book recs. I, need I, just, I miss reading. I'm with you. Know? you. Yeah. So if you guys have any good book recs, maybe shoot them my way in the DMs because – I got to be on a bunch of airplanes coming up, and I just miss reading. I don't I'm know. telling you, you need to read Beneath the Scarlet Sky. Please read oh, that yeah. book. Oh, yeah. I do need to Please read that one. read that book. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Do you remember how you played Vance Joy last week, and I made the jo- joke about Foy Vance and Vance Joy showing up a party, and someone needs to change your name? Yep. Well, funny enough, I was listening to my release radar, and I really liked this Foy Vance song. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Sapling from the record Saplings slash Signs of Life. But if I woke in the morning to find you were gone, I know I try and find the will to be strong. But am I strong enough? Am I strong enough? I once built a power I could build you a home together forever, but forever and on is still not. Foy Vance has got like this kind of Van Morrison vibe to him that I really like. Yeah, he does. Have you heard of Patsy? P-A-T-Z-Y? 
Oh. This song Bleeding showed up, and I was like, okay. groundbreaking or anything i think it's actually been out for a second uh but you know what i what song i really do like i i played it in vegas this weekend and was like you know what this is i like this um did you ever get into glass animals yeah man they've got out a new ish song called heat waves and it's like on all the like pop hits playlists on spotify right now which is really funny that glass animals is like on pop playlists but yeah i know but it is the bop you just need a better life than this You need something I can never give Fake water all across the road It's gone now the night is come But sometimes all I think about is you Late nights in the middle of June E-Way's been faking me out Can't make you happy or now You can't fight it, you can't breathe you I like that it's good, huh? Yeah. We got to invite Vern on the show real quick. Oh, boy. But we did ask some Patreoners out there what I should do with the wedding. And the majority said wait a bit longer for the big day. So I think so, too. I think so, too. Stacey Mendez says, I agree with Wells. The emotions on the actual day will last a lifetime. I've been married 16 years and still never forget how I felt that day. Definitely worth the wait. Have a small ceremony with your close friends, says Beth. Then throw a big blowout party next year. All right, well, I think we're going to wait. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. Sarah is, is like is bouncing around from project to project for like from here to like 2024 anyways, so who knows? 2024. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Good, good for Sarah. Yeah. All right, time now for... Vern to take over the radio program and do erotic shout-outs to his favorite harem of women. Yay. Shout-out to Lauren C. from Texas. Do you think that's Lauren Conrad, Brandy? Because she's very attractive. I doubt it. L.C., ooh, baby. Also, shout-out to Jillian P. from Georgia. Where do you think she lives in Georgia? Buckhead? I think that's the rich area. Yes. I like Buckhead. When I went when I went to school, I went over to Buckhead and I got drunk over there and I met a woman named Kim G from Pennsylvania and we made sweet, sweet love. Also shout out to Kim G from Pennsylvania. PA is Pennsylvania, yes? Uh-huh. Okay. Also Darcy and Darcy Darcy R from Oregon. She brews her own microbrew uh-huh. and lives on a farm. She's like the Pacific Northwest version of Brandy. <laughs> I was about to say, I love Oregon. I could live there. It's just kind of chilly. I, see, I like I like that. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Abby M. from Georgia. Two Georgians. G- Georgians? Georgians. Yeah. Georgians. 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 Yeah. 
Also, shout out to Stacy A. from California. Either If your name is Stacy, either you are really cool or a big bitch. There is no in-between with Stacy's, you know? Mm, I don't think I know any Stacy's. I know Stacy's mom. Me too. I was going to say that, actually. She's got it going on. Yeah. I actually slept with Stacy's grandma once. Oh, boy. Back after korean war a shout out to marcy w from washington another pacific northwesterner marcy is marcy I short love the... for anything you think probably marsh maybe like marsha marcella marcella i think marcia maybe marcia i don't know anyways those are the shout outs we love you guys very much love you guys all right, so you're going to Vegas? Where, where can people go watch you spin the discs, man? To fucking Back to Vegas, hit the ones baby. and twos, bro. Yeah, it's sold out, but... Oh, flex. So it's, this is actually really cool. I booked this. This has been on my calendar for, like, I swear, almost a year. I've been looking forward to this. So, like, in the height of COVID, they asked me to do this, and I was just like, I really hope this happens. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we were so deep in the Roan situation that I was like, this is, I don't want to get my hopes up. Like, this will probably get canceled. But here we are, and it's happening. It's with, uh, if you listen to country music, it's it's with Dustin Lynch. He's throwing, like, a weekend-long party in vegas basically so uh if you bought a ticket to this i'm pretty sure it was just all inclusive you have access to everything all weekend long and i am djing at dre's at the uh, for the opening party on thursday night and then friday dustin and jordan davis are playing at encore beach club during the day at a pool party and i open for them on Friday. And then Saturday, there's a closing party that I just get to go hang out at. I don't, I don't have to play at that one. And that's with uh, a guy named Hardy. And I think Dustin might play there as well. So it's going to be a jam-packed weekend. Everyone's going to be litty kitty. Oh, baby. I love that new uh, slogan. <laughs> um, also, it's going to be 105 degrees all weekend long. So, Well, that's just Vegas, dude. Yeah, it's going to be real hot. So hydrate, guys. Hydrate. Bring yeah. Bring your water bottles. You gonna do any gambling? No. No. Now, when I go to Vegas, I uh, I don't do gambling. I do some shopping. Yeah. And I lay by the pool and get a nice tan, and, and that's about it. And I drink a lot, but you know. Yeah. We'll have fun to all the Patreoners out there that we're looking forward to our live tomorrow night. We're pushing it because Brandy's gonna be in the vague. So be Liddy Kitty be in the vague. So. Uh, just we'll stay have a tuned for that soon. Yeah, yeah, stay tuned for that. But we love you guys. Hey, Brandy, mm. be safe. Don't sleep I with any will. hookers out there. I will not do that. Because you know when they say that. You know when they say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. You know what, you know what that means. What does that mean? It means that the hookers won't tell your wife about it. That's that's all that means. Yeah. Um. I don't have a wife. Um, or husband. Or husband. And I, I don't hook up with hookers. So I, I think I'm good. All right, you're good then. Yeah. But just so everyone out there knows, that's what that slogan means. Oh, God. So. All right, guys. guys. See you later. Bye-bye.
Yeah, I'm doing the outro thing where I'm playing music oh, right. and we're going out. Go. I can't hear it. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.